Welcome to the Not So Simple Life. Meet your hosts, Kylie Vanami and Sophie Longford. These two fashion models are talking all things wellness, beauty, fashion, and all the not so simple things in between. Let's get into it. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode with our amazing guest, Whitney Rose. You may recognize Whitney from the hit reality TV show, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, Whitney Rose is also the founder of Wild Rose Beauty. You guys know that we love women in business, and we are so excited to dive into all of the amazing topics we're touching on today, ranging from business, life as a reality TV star, skincare tips, wellness hacks, which you know we love, and so much more. Amazing. Well, in case you didn't know, she has a skincare brand called Wild Rose Beauty. And so we're going to have a little chat about skincare on here. We haven't done a skincare episode in ages. This is like super long overdue. But what does your skincare look like, Miss Skincare Guru? Has anything changed in your routine? Well, yeah, I think this is such a good conversation to have. We had like a skincare guest coming on like at least every four episodes and we have been slacking on you guys. So I apologize. But yes, obsessed with skincare still, still trying a ton of stuff. But I have to be honest, like my skin gets dry for sure and can get super dull, but I never really have like blemishes or pimples or zits or anything. I have two massive ones right now and they're throwing me for a loop. So wait. Do you use pimple patches? Because I was like, I'm going to try those. And I don't think it worked. I've never tried them. It said it would like, it literally said something like suck out all the gunk in six to eight hours or something like that. And I'm like, nothing looks sucked out. So I don't know if I'm a fan. But I didn't use the pokey ones. I know there's ones that have like little micro needles. I didn't use that. I used like just the Amazon best seller. I don't know, little red and white patches. But Anyways, in terms of regular skincare, I'm still mixing it up. I'm a big fan of mixing it up. Sophie is the complete opposite. You get the yin and yang here, but I have been loving Bias Clinicals, always such a fan of them. I have been loving January Labs, which is an incredible founder who actually should come on our show. And I also have been loving, you guys know, I'm a girl who dies for her Augustinus Bader, the rich cream. And another thing that I haven't been doing, which may be why I have some pimples right now is facials. I used to always do a facial at least every month or two. I think it's such a good reset and I haven't been doing them. What about you, Soph? I haven't done a facial in a long time either. I feel like I actually really need one. I need a little bit of a zhuzhing up, but my skincare routine is pretty stable right now for the first time in forever. I finally got rid of my, got over the retinol purge. So now I'm like frequently using retinol every single night, which has made a big difference to my skin. I feel like I break out a lot less and it's pretty rough at the beginning of the first few weeks. My skin was like really dry and it got a little bit itchy, but it just takes time for your skin to get used to it. And now I've been on it for like eight months or more and it's absolutely fine. My skin, I feel like it's so much shinier in like a good way. I just feel like it looks a little bit more glowing. And so that's that's been really good. And also what I'm always going to use to take off my makeup is going to be Bioderma Micellar Water. That's never going to change for me. I have never had a problem with that product. All the best makeup artists use it. It is the number one staple. Totally. And we're heading into spring. So, you know, it's always good to kind of make a little zhuzh to your skincare routine as the seasons change. 
winter is full of like cold, dry air and horrible weather, which often means we need thicker products. But now heading into spring, we can lighten it up a little bit. You will be outside more, most likely. So you're definitely going to want to double up on your sunscreen and your vitamin C serums. And yeah, I think we all should get facials going into spring because it's always great to sit down with a facialist and get their recommendations as the weather's changing. Also, really important. I just for the first time ever, because I feel like I got to an age where it's suddenly important to actually think about these things is I just got my moles checked by a dermatologist. I had every single mole on my body checked. Any ones that looked sketchy, you just got to get someone to look at it, see if anything doesn't look right and get regular checks like every year because melanoma is real. Skincare is a terrifying thing and people get it young. So take it seriously and take precautions. It's super important. Yeah, totally. And also, you know, they check places that you don't think of, like in between your toes, which is so weird, weird. but your scalp, like I have thin blonde hair, like, yes, I need my scalp checked. Like the sun is obviously on my scalp every day in between your fingers, under your nails. Like they check all these places that I think like is so important, even like little freckles, like those need to be checked too. Cause like sometimes it's so subtle, you know? So Yep. I think this was a good little prereq, but I'm so excited to get Whitney on here. Someone who has been through it all and starting her own skincare brand. Her knowledge is going to be so helpful for all of us. And I know this is going to be a great episode. Yes. Let's go ahead and get the show started and get Whitney on here. All right, everyone. We have Whitney joining us today. Hi, Whitney. How's your day going? Hi, it's been a day, but going pretty well. How are you? Yes, we're good. And we're so excited to have you here. We definitely were able to easily throw together a massive list of questions. We love we love your background and what you're doing. So this should be a very fun interview. I want to start this off with a bit of a loaded question because I feel like you do have so much to share about. I would Love to start the show with you sharing a little bit about your background before you started The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and then how you've been kind of merging your career as someone on reality TV who has created her own company, Wild Rose Beauty. Yeah, amazing. Well, I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So before I was a housewife, my um, background is I was born and raised in Utah. I'm a Utah girl. Um, I started... I was exposed to the beauty industry all of my life. My dad was a hairdresser and he owned beauty schools. So hair schools, um, skin aesthetic schools. So I've been around the beauty industry and obsessed with it since a young age. Um, But after high school, I started working for a, a big beauty brand here in Utah called New Skin. They are a huge company. Mm-hmm over 3 billion. Um, So I started really learning like the corporate side of skincare and um, fell in love with it. Um, So I, we actually moved away to California. I went to college at St. Mary's in Moraga, California, had my babies um, and I've always worked. But when my husband and I moved back from California to Utah, I knew for sure that I wanted to be in the startup space. So I started working with a startup company that was really similar to Lush. I don't know if you've heard of Lush products. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, bath the bath bombs. Product. Yes, the bath bombs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So their their concept was this like customized um, body care, right? You can customize the scent of your bath bombs, the ingredients, all of that. So um, the company that I was working for, 
I left. And at that point in time, I reconnected with someone I met at New Skin years um, past. And uh, we started developing my skincare line. I've been obsessed with skincare. Um, I'm a skincare enthusiast. I've never, I'm not a dermatologist. I'm not an esthetician, but I have like, I'm an expert in just use, right? So mm-hmm. I have always had really hard skin to treat, like problematic skin, dry skin, um, really sensitive skin. And so I, over the years have been buying and trying everything. And I started making my own like little skin serums just from going to like the health food store. And I really started paying attention to what ingredients were changing my skin. So I started developing Wild Rose Beauty six years ago under a different brand name. Amazing. And I love that you said, you know, I'm not a dermatologist. I don't like have the background like that because Sophie and I have connected with so many amazing and successful individuals who just like were so passionate about whatever it was they they were doing and they've created like such amazing brands. And I almost think like sometimes better businesses come out of that because it's just like truly from passion and not just like what you're certified to create a business in. Right. And it's like, I call myself a skincare practitioner, meaning Mm -hmm. like I, I, like you're saying, like, I trust the people who do it every day, like practice it, know, um, have learned for themselves, but yeah, it's been so much fun. I, um, bought out my business partner about a year and a half ago and rebranded to Wild Rose Beauty, as you've seen on the show. So I had all of that going on before Real Housewives. Amazing. Well, what were some of the biggest struggles when you were starting your own business for anyone who else out there who's trying to start like a small business and create a startup? What were some of the struggles there? I think just at a basic level is knowing where to go. Like (laughs) sitting here as just like a individual wanting to create a skincare brand, like where do I go for ingredients? What uh, where do I find like a chemist? What labs manufacturers? So like just at a basic level, getting started and knowing um, where to look for like resources was hard. Um, I think that the biggest thing though, is that no matter what you're doing, if it's simple or, you know, if you're developing a whole line of skin products, it's honestly staying consistent because it's hard. It's really hard to build a brand. It's hard to get going. It takes a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of trial and error. And I think that um, what people don't realize is actually how hard it is. And I think you have to stay consistent and not give up. Were there any moments where you did feel like, oh my God, this is too much for me. And you felt like giving up, but then you powered through it. So many moments, like so many moments. um, I actually had a huge opportunity that almost took me out. Have you heard of Ipsy Glam Bag? Of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's a little subscription bag where you get um, sample size products each month. So I actually got my old brand, Iris and Bow, my skincare, um, my current, the, so the current product under Wild Rose Beauty would be the Hyaluronic Hydration Serum. I got into Ipsy Glam Bag. So I had to produce 250,000 units in like, oh my two, God. and it was a huge opportunity, right? Yeah. And I did it. I fulfilled the order I got it out. I actually ended up driving one of the box trucks myself to Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas in the middle of the night. Got to do it. Um, And we got there and um, I failed the shipping test. My caps that we were using were leaking. 
Oh my God. So I lost out on a ton of money. I lost the opportunity to be in that, you know, that following month's um, glam bag. And that moment was just like, what am I doing? Like I just lost hundreds of thousands of dollars. I would just feel defeated. Like, can I really do this at that? It was like devastating, but I decided to just go back to the drawing board, go back to what I was good at and just focus on the customers I had and finding new customers organically. Wow. But yeah, I wanted to throw in the towel. I was like, I'm done. Business is so humbling. (laughs) It really is. Well, I am curious. I mean, you have been from what we can see have been like having great success with the brand. And I think that it's important to find the things in business that really move the needle. So with everything that you've had going on, what do you feel like has been the most important thing for you to focus on in finding success? I know you said consistency, but is there anything else that you feel like, like you never go a day without when working on this, that you're like, this is super important and has helped me. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, the consistency and like recognizing what your like key performance indicators are like for me, it's the people, it's my customers, it's connecting with people, utilizing my network, my platform, and um, just taking the time to, I try to like respond personally to people when they inquire about like the product um, and just everywhere I go, I talk about my skincare every like it's just I'm so passionate about it and I love it so much that just that connection with people organically grows and it's a snowball effect it just keeps happening and I think that being real and honest with your um, customers is everything or your audience you just never know who a potential customer is exactly well when it comes to skincare itself what were some of the biggest mistakes you made in your life I know you said you had troubles in the past with problematic skin like what were some of the things that you got to warn everyone about okay well I had I got a third degree burn on my cheek from a oh chemical pill oh, wow. and yeah prior to doing that chemical pill I had my skin was pretty much just like fresh is really clear that chemical pill expressed my melasma and um, burnt my cheek. So I had to go to the hospital and like get IV hydration drips. Um, it scarred my face. You can still see, you can still see it on my face to this day. So I learned really quickly that chemicals are not my thing. I I prefer the natural for sure. Wow. And it's trick. It's tricky though because some of these natural like natural chemicals they're still not completely natural they're made in a lab but they're called like bioidentical mm-hmm. I have super sensitive skin so I'm I'm being too scared to do any chemical peels yeah because yeah. I mean it's hard to know you you go into your um provider and they recommend it to you and you know you you fill out all the paperwork you talk to them about your skin type but you never know what's going on internally in your body either. Mm-hmm. Cause like your gut health and like your health is directly related to your skin. Of course. Yeah. So. Well then obviously you found success in you know, what helped your skin and what really brought you to the place where you felt like, wow, I've figured out something here and I want to create my own business based off of what I know. So 
products set aside, just what was it for you that really helped heal your skin? It sounds like all natural products, but was it like certain ingredients in particular? Was it just consistency or monthly facials? I want to hear like what really clicked for you. Yeah. So absolutely. Let's just start because obviously I do my skincare routine religiously morning and night. Like I think the consistency of keeping your skin clean, hydrated and feeding it ingredients that it can actually use. It's like, think about how we feed our body food so that our Mm -hmm. body perform. It's the same thing with skin. So at just a basic level, our skin is the biggest organ on our body. So you have to think of it outside of the beauty perspective as well, just from a health perspective, like our skin, everything you put on it is absorbed. Like 80% of it is absorbed in like under 60 seconds or something crazy like that into your bloodstream. So you have to be like mindful of like your skin is meant to protect the inside of your body too. So hydration is actually like one of the, the best things that you can do for your skin externally and internally. And you hear everyone talking about like, it protects the skin barrier. Well, that just means like keeping your skin hydrated. So um, hyaluronic acid, I love vitamin E, all the um, antioxidants, but my like for me personally, hyaluronic acid, um, peptides and DMAE have really like healed and helped change my skin. What's DMAE? DMAE, so I'm going to nerd out for a second. It's an ingredient that you can ingest internally or put it on your skin, and it actually helps your um, cells communicate faster. So (laughs) people use it like when you take it internally, like as a drink or a, a vitamin, it helps brain function, like it helps brain fog, it helps focus because it helps your cells fire off faster. So in skincare, Um, if it's absorbed and like if it's formulated correctly and it's absorbed to the deepest layers of the that skincare can penetrate it helps your skin your cells fire off so it helps improve like the plumpness the firmness of your skin wow that's so interesting and that's natural yeah and that's natural wow yeah but like outside of just like using really healthy good skincare and I my like go-to treatments that I'm obsessed with are hydrofacials mm-hmm. because they're gentle, but super like they work really well, like beneficial, they exfoliate, they hydrate, and you can customize them to like with any ingredients that you need. And I love to do mine with um, glycolic acid and hyaluronic acid. Mm-hmm. How often do you like to do those? Um, in an ideal world, I would do it once a month. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, the saying the shoemakers kids go without shoes. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably like every six weeks, yeah. I try like six weeks would be ideal. But right now I'm probably like I'm due for one. I need to go in. And then yeah. I like to get micro needled once a quarter. So four times, mm-hmm. three to four times a year. I never did full on micro needling. I did like a, a mini micro needle, which is it doesn't fully penetrate, but it definitely made a difference to my skin. So I definitely want to try that again. And what's your downtime been on microneedling? Microneedling, I'm similar. Like I don't do the full, the full like length of the needle just because I, when you have sensitive skin, you have to be careful. You want to like build up to it. But downtime for me is a little bit longer because I'm sensitive. I'm red for like two to three days. And then I get kind of like dry and tight. 
but that's good because the cells are turning over and your, you know, your, all your dead skin is coming off. So I'd say like a full week for me. Okay. That's where I never could do the full on microneedling because I, I had to work and I couldn't take the time off. But the mini microneedling gave me like 24 hours of just redness and that was it. So that was perfect for me. So if anyone's got a really busy schedule and they can't have the downtime, that was a good option. But while we're on the topic of ingredients, tell us a little bit more about the ingredients in Wild Rose Beauty and more on the process of how you formulated the skincare line. Yeah, so all of the products are plant derived. They come from mother from the earth. Um, so I focus on a lot on like ingredients that work together to hydrate and lighten and brighten and plump and firm the skin. So the, the ingredients are simple. I really don't have that many ingredients that I'm working with on each product. The longest ingredient stack is my, probably my restore stem stem cell cream. Um, but I love antioxidants. Like you have to feed your skin antioxidants, like vitamin C, resveratrol, all the different plant extracts that we use. Um, because I have dark spots, I am obsessed with natural ingredients that help lighten and brighten the skin. So things like dandelion extract, watermelon extract, um, my toner has glycolic acid in it. But everything is at a very low volume percentage so that um, it's not overly active and it's not going to irritate the skin. And I use aloe in everything, aloe vera and um, jojoba oil in everything to help calm mm -hmm. the skin. Like it's all about calming, repairing and getting your skin to turn over itself. Like I don't use no bleaching creams, nothing like that, because I want the skin to do it itself. As someone with sensitive skin, I relate. Yes. 100%. And just like, just like, even if you feel like you're expressing as oily, you still need to hydrate. Yeah. Don't they say if you're too oily, that's your skin trying to overcompensate for the dryness that's going on? Yes. In most cases, yes. But I do know that some like people need to see like a dermatologist for like, if there's, you know, something else going on, but what I've learned is it is, it's like, it, it's an overcompensation mm -hmm. and, um, hyaluronic acid and vitamin E are amazing for that. And I know that, um, vitamin E it's like people love it or hate it, but in the right amount, it's everyone needs it. And it works brilliant with vitamin C just for overall well-balanced we have to be careful with saying like anti-aging, but like, you know, just preventative and restorative, restorative skincare. I'm jumping in quickly to announce a very exciting giveaway. One of you lucky listeners will have the chance to win a free one-year membership to Shaped by Sophie. You will get unlimited access to all of my workout classes, healthy recipes, meditations, and more for a whole year. All you have to do is post on your Instagram story a picture or video of you doing something wellness related. It could be going for a walk, drinking a smoothie, doing yoga, whatever it is that makes you feel your best and tag our Instagram account at shapedbysophie and use the hashtag shapedbysophie and you'll be entered into the prize draw. The winner will be announced on our next episode. Good luck. 
what is in the future for Wild Rose Beauty? We all watched on the show. You did a rebrand. You had all of your close friends and family around for this exciting part of your business. What is upcoming? Any sneak peeks we can hear about? I'd love to know what's next. Yes. So I am launching three new products this year. Um, I've been developing, um, well, I'll just tell you, I haven't really like announced it yet, but um, I'm launching, (laughs) you'll be the first, you heard it here first. I'm launching a new um, skin oil that is phenomenal, Um, a skin scrub and an eye cream, but the future, I want to move into other beauty verticals. So maybe some makeup, some skin tools, um, different kind, you know, I want to branch more into all things beauty. Oh, so exciting. Like going back to like skincare starts from the inside out. I'm working on a really, a really cool product right now. That is some like a supplement. I'm not going to say anymore, but it's a supplement that you can take. It's just as important to heal from the inside as well as the outside. Yes. Well, do you feel like being on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City has helped or harmed your business endeavors like Wild Rose Beauty? I think it has 1000% helped my brand. It has given me exposure to like organic traffic that you just cannot pay for. Like Mm -hmm. the amount of eyes I get on my brand, you'd have to pay a lot of money for that amount of traffic. So um, overall, I think it has been a beautiful experience for my brand. That's ultimately what really encouraged me to pull the trigger and say yes. Well, I think that's a reflection on you as a person. I think on the show, you are very likable and people love to support women in business, especially someone who they feel like they can relate to in so many ways. And I think this is a good pivot for us into a little deeper of what it really is like being on Bravo and how it's changed your life. Obviously, this last season was definitely a a bumpy one, to say the least, from our point of view, at least. I would love to know just like what it really is like. Is it as stressful as it sometimes seems? Is it more joy than stress? I'd love to just open that conversation up. Yeah, I mean, it's last season definitely was a very bumpy one. There's nothing easy about being on reality TV. I have to say that it is not easy Um, but I do feel like if you can keep yourself grounded and stay true to who you are, you can weather the bumps and the storms. Um, I would say that it is the hardest part is opening yourself up to public scrutiny because like everyone in their life goes through hard things and has ups and downs, but like to then have the world weigh in and get their opinion is probably the hardest part. Yeah. I feel like you have to be a special type of person to be able to deal with it and actually have the strength to take all of those eyes on you and take the criticism and still be able to stand strong and get through it. So I admire you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And the coolest thing is like the Bravo, I love Bravo and the Bravo community. It's like a little family. And even when, if you're feuding with someone or if you're not in the best space, like you still get to like, you're walking in each other's shoes. So truly you're the only people that really know 
what it's like to be in the position. And I just hope moving forward, we handle that with more care, which I think is, you know, looking optimistic. So. Yeah. Well, what is but something... there's so many like benefits too. I've gotten to do so many amazing things and like mm-hmm. meet some incredible people. So yeah, definitely special. But what is yeah. something that no one really knows about being on the show? Like give us some behind the scenes. The just the behind the scenes of like how much we actually work and how much goes into it. And top of all of us have our own businesses. I have my family, my kids, and then trying to maintain like space for myself as a human <laughs> is the hardest part. But um, I think that what you see on the show is pretty much like what you get, but we work. The biggest surprise to people is how much we actually film to get condensed down into like what you see. Yeah. I remember being really shocked. Um, I don't even know if I heard this from someone else or if I just, they maybe did timestamps or something, but how late y'all's girls nights are the dinner where you all like sit together and chat. Don't those end at like four in the morning or something crazy? Yes. Yeah, so San Diego trip. Um, I think so. That, that end. Yeah. We like, I just, you'd never sleep. It's insane. It's, it's, it, exhausting and excruciating but the San Diego trip itself was pretty bizarre because we Lisa and I had a flight at 6 a.m and they pulled us from the dinner table at 4 30 a.m to go pack our bag so like we walked from the dinner table to the airplane oh my god you know, they always talk about on like The Bachelor and they always like show the girls who are such a mess from night one. And it's like because those those girls are drinking all night long until like four, five, six a.m. And I feel like in some scenes, that's what you guys were having to do. I don't even understand how you guys like speak straight, but it's <laughs> it's really impressive that you guys are able to pull through for everyone and get those dinners done. I would say that that's not the norm but unfortunately it is more common than not, but 4am is not the norm. (laughs) Wow. That was a unique circumstance. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you've always been a big fan favorite for being so real and always bringing the fun. So what season was the most fun for you and which current cast member do you have the most fun with? Okay. Let's see. That's hard. Season one was so much fun just because it was new and exciting Mm -hmm. and it was like no one really knew what they were doing yet. And that there was no like established dynamics yet. Um, season two um, was also really fun, but at the same time had a dark turn <laughs> that was like pretty heavy. And then season three was just like, I could do without. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Let's just X yeah. that one out. Yeah, let's uh. just move on from that one but the good positive side is that I grew so much I learned so much about myself and overcame so many things so that's the positive well we would love to know if there was one other city that you could be a part of in terms of housewives which city would you want to be a part of and who would you claim as your best friend in that crew oh that's such a hard question (laughs) Um, cause I feel like I could join, I love most of the cities, but right now I think I would love to join Miami and I would, I would claim Marisol. 
<laughs> so fun. Or, or, or Nicole, Dr. Nicole. I love yeah. both of them so much. Amazing. Yeah. But right now it's winter in Utah. So I think Miami sounds the best. <laughs> Anywhere warm, right? Yeah. Well, we know you have a wealth of knowledge in beauty, nutrition, wellness, but has being on the show impacted any of these aspects of your life, like how you view yourself, your wellness routines, etc.? Yeah, all of it. <laughs> um, I've always stuck to a pretty like strict regimen with wellness. I've always worked out. I've always cooked and, and eaten healthy and tried to maintain balance in all things. And, you know, being this busy and, you know, away from having the ability to keep the routine has been very tough to balance. Um, I don't get to work. Like I have to really prioritize my day. Like what are the, the mandatory things that have to get done? Um, and then when it comes to my self-care, I have to decide, do I want to go to the gym? Do I want to go get a massage or do I just need to sleep? But I would say my food has been the most impacted. I have never eaten out or door dashed this much in my life. <laughs> I can only imagine. And I am a New Yorker and I don't cook. So um, I, I am on your team there. I'm definitely ordering in way more than I should. But as someone who deals with so much between just running your businesses, full-time family, being on a show, I would love to know if there's any habits or routines, anything that you do specifically for your mental health to just like help keep you in a good place? Yes. So I'm a big, big fan of meditation. Um, I know that like it's, it can be really hard for some people, but for me, it is necessary. And for me, it's just even just sitting, like I have to keep myself grounded and present so I can like stay connected to my soul, higher power, whatever you believe in. And I think it's really important to sit with yourself and just be. And also I have to ground. I have to get outside, go on a walk. I have to move my body um, and sleep, trying to just get as much sleep as possible, even though that's a hard one for me. Aside from walking, what other forms of movement do you like to do? Um, I love right now. I just did, started Pilates reformer and I'm obsessed mm -hmm. with it. Love it. Um, love I've, it. I've always been a weightlifter. I've always been a gym girl. Like I love the stairs. Um, if I don't have much time, I'll do like short interval trainings. Like I'll get on the treadmill, even if it's just for 15 minutes, I'll walk, run, walk, run, walk, run. And then just weights. I think it's really important for women to do some sort of resistance training um, whether it's weights, the Pilates reformer, bands, whatever. Um, I used to be big into martial arts. I did Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu. Oh, we wow. saw that in season one, but mm -hmm. I would love to get back to that. Amazing. And then, like you said, you have to just like find pri a way to prioritize what's most important to you in your day. Do you have a rigid morning routine or night routine? Any non-negotiables like before bed, you have to do this to get in a good headspace, anything like that, that our listeners could pick up on? Yes. Um. So my bedtime routine, like I have to obviously wash my face but I like to journal. I like to write down things that maybe I didn't get done from the day that day. 
that I know are going to stress me out and I'm going to wake up at 3 a.m. and not be able to sleep because I'm thinking about it. I like to write down those things that kind of like are stressing me out or lingering from the day or any thoughts that come to mind. And then I also love, I'm a big believer in gratitude and manifestation. So I love to write down what I was grateful for that day. And I make my kids do the same thing. Do you free journal or do you have the five minute journal? I free journal. I actually have a couple right here though. I'll show you. I have, so you've been doing this for a while. Oh, I've been doing this for a while. Right now I'm loving this one. It's called Align mm -hmm. and it prompts you. So it's like today I promise myself. And then at the end of the day, you get to say, did I keep my promise? Why or why not? Oh, I love um, this. Yeah. And then like you tell like the value I'll focus on today. Like, so it just helps guide you through like different things. Like today I love myself because today I'll take care of myself by and then you can do like the nighttime journaling here, but this is one that's just random when I'm just feeling like I'm in a mood. I've had this for a couple of years. It's called 300 writing prompts and you can just open it up to any page. Let's see, if, like, here's one, like complete this thought. Someone really needs to, to design a better. And so it's I, such a I good find, idea. yeah, as like a creative mind and a business owner, I find that like I get stuck in just a one way of thinking. So mm -hmm. journaling and writing helps me yeah. like break out of that. I'm going to have to link those in the show notes below. I feel like, yeah, that's so beneficial and something that can really get your wheels turning if you're feeling stuck. Mm -hmm. And it's great for your mental health too. Like just writing it down, putting it on paper, then speaking it and then doing something about it is how you manifest a higher, like your higher self, a higher life. Yeah, for sure. Amazing. Well, are there any other products or gadgets that you just can't live without? Yes. Okay. So I mean, I cannot live without lip gloss. Like I have <laughs> to have something on my lips at all times. Do you have a favorite brand or are I you do. just any lip? Tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, I do. So I love Buxom. Have you heard of Buxom? Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. Buxom is my favorite. It's not for everyone because it has like that plumper feeling to it. Um, but I also really love, it's just like a rose salve that you can get. C.O. Bigelow? Yeah. It's I like think a little blue pot. Yeah. I, I love that one. Um, really, or just like at a basic level, Aquaphor, like mm -hmm. Aquaphor runs like a fountain here at my house with my kids. And I love, I use my jade roller and gua sha tools a lot. It really helps with like puffiness and the under eye area. Um, and then I love, love, love eye patches. Right now I'm using, I think it's called just skin patch. I got it off of Revolve. It's like in a blue container with a silver lid. Kylie was walking around New York City with transparent ones under her eyes. And it looked like her whole face was peeling off. And she's walking yeah, around in broad daylight just with them on her face. And I'm like, you know, people can see you. She's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Better than puffy. Right. Let's, let's normalize that. Let's do it. I like to use them too. Like a little hack with the eye patches is I get, I get really dry skin around my mouth. So I like to put the patches on there too. Smart. That's a good idea. Yeah. And um another just hack. 
apple cider vinegar mm. is like, I, I take it, I take a shot of it every day and I've been putting it. I heard that you put it on like your dark spots, like anywhere you have skin discoloration. I've been doing that and it kind of burns a little bit, but my skin is like brightening up a ton. It's insane. Wow. I'm waiting for the next uh, spot treatment coming from Wild Rose Beauty with apple cider vinegar. Well, I know this is going to be a hard one. I'm sure it's going to be like picking your your favorite child, which no mom can ever do. But do you have a favorite Wild Rose Beauty product? If you could only keep one forever, which one would it be? Yes, that is so hard because they all work together. But like, Honestly, of everything that I've tried, and I continue to study product, like I try everything at all times. There's nothing out there like my cleanser or glow, like, but because I'm so dry, I'd have to say my glow daily moisturizer, even though my cleanser, I'm like, there's nothing like my cleanser out there. Like glow is like, I can't sleep without it. Yeah. And I think a cleanser for dry skin, that's both of our, our skin types. I think a cleanser is tough because it can strip your skin so easily. And it's not something that's always so obvious if it's super hydrating or not. Whereas a cream, you can feel if it's light or thick. So I feel like anyone with dry skin out there, Sophie and I included where I'm so excited to try it. I feel like a good cleanser is, is tough to find for our skin type. Yes, yeah, so we'll definitely send you the full kit so you can give it a try. But the cleanser seriously is it's like it comes out in the consistency of like almost like maple syrup. Love. It's, it's like so thick. But once you let and it has the yummiest lather, it just like lathers and you can literally see your makeup pulling off of your skin. I mean, I get into full glam a lot and like stage makeup is like layer on layer on layer and I can take it off in one wash and my skin is not dried out. As models, we know what it feels like to have a cakey face. Well, Whitney, thank you so much for coming onto the show. And before we let you leave, you have to let our listeners know where they can find you on all social media handles, your podcast, website, etc. Let them know where to find you. All right, amazing. So my personal handle is Whitney Wild Rose. My Instagram for Wild Rose Beauty is the Wild Rose Beauty, wildrosebeauty.com, and Wild Rose Podcast, wherever you get your podcast, wherever, whatever network you use. Amazing. Whitney, this was such a great episode. We loved having you. Thank you so much for being here. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. such an amazing episode with such an amazing guest. Thank you guys for sticking along. We are now going into the Q&A section where our amazing listeners submit their questions and Sophie and I will answer them. Sophie, kick us off with the first one. Number one is what is one reality TV show that you're currently binge watching? Summer House. It is a Bravo show. I'm such a Bravo girl and you know, Summer House is kind of like a lot of drama or whatever, which I don't hate watching on TV, but also I spend time in the Hamptons. So it's always cool when you like know the city that the show's in and you can like notice places that you've been to. I don't know if I'm watching anything on reality TV. I need to get back on my A game with that, but I've been watching Desperate Housewives. Not so much reality, but a pretty damn good show. 
Desperate Housewives. My mom watched it when I was growing up. I remember seeing it on the TV with the apples or whatever. That's why I'm rewatching it. I love it. Amazing. Well, number two, what is your favorite podcast besides The Not So Simple Life? That's a good one since we're only uploading once a month right now. I mean, I think the one that's probably most similar to our show is The Skinny Confidential. I feel like they're very much on the same kind of wavelength as us and they're amazing hosts and they always have amazing guests on. So I'm going to say that. Yeah, I love their show. I mean, their energy is just unmatched and we love the topics they talk about. We love the guests they have on. That is a good place to go. I have also been listening to Boss Babe. It's two girls and they interview other women and men in business. And it's just a light conversation, super motivational and definitely a show I would recommend. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in for this episode with Whitney. We really hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to show us some love, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Yes. And don't forget to find us on Instagram at the Not So Simple Life Podcast. You can reach out to us there and we are happy to answer any questions you may have. But until then, we'll see you next month with a brand new episode. Cheers.